Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I now want to address the members of the DOJ. I'm very thankful that you guys brought these charges of hate crime. But back on January the 31st, you guys accepted a plea deal with these three murderers who took my son's life. Marcus and two of Ahmad's aunties stood before the courts and, and begged the judge not to, to take a plea deal that the DOJ that the, that the DOJ went before the judge and asked them to take a plea deal with these guys. That's a mother. Attorney Ben Crump just called these women, just called her name Christian Clark. As I traveled to Brunswick on that Sunday afternoon, I spoke to Christian Clark and the, and the lead attorney Tara Lyons begging them to please not take this plea deal. They ignored, they ignored my cry. I begged them. Even after the family stood before the judge and asked them, asked the judge to not take this plea deal, the lead prosecutor, Tara Lyons, stood up and asked the judge to ignore the family's cry. That's not, that's not justice for Ahmad. What we got today, we wouldn't have gotten today if it wasn't for the fight that the family put up on January the 31st. What the DOJ, on what the DOJ did today, they was made to do today. Come on. It wasn't because what they wanted to do. They were made to do their Come job on. today. Benjamin Crump, attorney, counselor, I, I imagine you are in full agreement with what we just heard. In many ways, it's absolutely right that they would not have had this day had it not been for the family pushing for this day. But, uh, Joe, I do acknowledge the fact that the Christian Clark and Tara Lyons, these two black women prosecutors, did something that is very rarely done. They took a hate crime trial to verdict. Not in my career. I haven't seen any hate crime case prosecuted. Last I heard that I remember was James Byrd, and I believe that ended mm-hmm. in a, a plea agreement. So yes, it did. I, yeah. I would love to look at the history of how many of these cases actually go to trial because I know they told me the last two they took, I didn't know about them, that the jury said, you know, not guilty because they did not, you were not able to prove what was in a person's mind Yes. Uh, at the, which I think at they the should time. change the law. Right. You know, I remember as you're talking, and I remember the fight that we had when the hate crime bill was introduced. Uh, I had a, on, I was on air at the time too, and major debate and major fight with conservative right-wing talk personalities that said there was no need for a hate crime. 
Uh, and here was the argument that they always presented. Well, murder is murder. So why do you add on a hate crime? How would you have responded back then? Well, I think absolutely as you and the other civil rights leaders did, Joe Madison, because we have to acknowledge a difference between uh, the you murdered somebody for a reason that can be debated versus you murdered somebody because of their race, of their ethnicity, of the color of their skin, based on hate. And I think that's what you saw with this case. Uh, even before they got to all the text messages, Joe Madison, I thought this case was very simple to prove based on two things that we knew before we saw the text messages. And that was the 911 tape when the operator asked them, well, what is he doing? And the response from Travis McMichaels was that, well, he's a black man running in our neighborhood. That was his alleged crime. That's the reason they said he was suspicious. He was a black man jogging. And in the middle of the day, and they said, we think that's a criminal act. So I thought, number one, that showed what their intent was. Number two, Joe Madison, I believe when you look at the surveillance video that they claim, you know, Ahmad was trespassing into this property where this home was being built, you had about 24 people on that surveillance video at various times coming in and out. Uh, the other 23 were white. Ahmad was the only African-American. They didn't chase any of the other white people who went in that home. They didn't <laughs> call 911 on them. They didn't try to detain them. So that tells you right there that it was not about any suspicion of trespass. It was about Ahmad Arbery being black, and he was lynched for jogging while black in that neighborhood. Um, I, you, the other thing, these, their own social media, their own social media, their tweets, uh, whatever, convicted themselves, uh, did it not? I certainly think you got to look inside their minds by what they put out on social media, the things they sent uh, degrading black people. And that's why I think Joe Madison is still so hard to watch. But when after they shoot Ahmaud Arbery with a shotgun, not a regular gun with a shotgun, he's on the ground. None of them have any kind of humanity towards him. And that tells you, they didn't see this young black man as somebody worthy of humanity. And that is consistent with what they have in social media, how they talk about they should kill, you know, black people uh, in various degrees. I mean, it's just crazy. Remind people what prosecutor Jackie Johnson uh, did in this case, or I should say didn't do, and are you going to go after her next? Well, absolutely. Uh, Attorney Lee Meredith and I have filed our civil suit uh, on behalf of the family, and in that civil suit, we talk 
it with great depth about the inaction of Jackie Johnson at best. And then we believe that she actually conspired with the lynch mob to make sure that this matter was covered up. And so she is next. We are not done yet. And Ahmaud Arbery's family will get to see something that many black families never see Joe Madison. I'm thinking about Breonna Taylor, a family nobody is ever going to have a trial for killing her. You think about uh, uh, Tamir Rice. You think about so many cases, Alton Sterling, uh, Eric Gardner. But Ahmaud Arbery's family is going to see three trials, uh, you know, and it's just remarkable when you think about what a game-changing video is because Trayvon Martin 10 years ago didn't have video uh, to show us what happened on that fateful day, so we all had to speculate. But there is no doubt we don't have to speculate because we saw with our own eyes the lynching of Ahmaud Arbery in 2020, not 1940, not 1950, Joe Madison, but in 2020. And Jackie Johnson, the district attorney, saw it on day one and made a decision that everything that she watched on that video, it was okay. She was fine with. Not a crime, she said, and did everything in her power to orchestrate that these lynch mob members would never be charged. And that's why she has to be held accountable. And hopefully, Joe Madison, it will be a precedent about these prosecutors who keep uh, trying to cover up for when people kill us mm-hmm. and then try to give us trumped-up charges to make sure we're wrongfully convicted and spend decades in prison. That's what these prosecutors do. And for the most part, they've had blanket immunity. So hopefully... This would be the precedent that would change all of that. Now, in a civil suit, so that my audience and the people listening understand, there will be obviously monetary request or, or verdict. In, but the family probably won't get anything out of the McDonald's because they don't have McMichael's. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I mean, so it, it, explain that to, to us. This isn't really about money, is it? Well, yes and no, Joe. Okay. Uh, you, you know, Black Eagle, we've been around enough where we have figured out certain nuances. Uh, you, you do this long enough, you kind of can connect some dots. So, obviously, the district attorney's office and the county sheriff's department who we believe participated in the conspiracy they are will have monies that are compensable to uh the Aubrey family uh marcus and wanda his mother and father so that's one aspect but then there's this homeowners association attorney merit and our legal teams uh and i give a lot of credit to the great lawyers who work for the ben crump law firm and for attorney merit, we believe that there was an orchestrated plan by members of the homeowners association in Satilla Shores uh, subdivision that they had come up with a little plan that the next time Ahmad 
went and looked into the um, house that was being built like the other white people did, that they were going to get him. And we believe that this homeowners association is going to be liable to Amar's family. And we believe that homeowners association has a million dollar policy, if not more. Ah, okay. uh, and so we think there are three entities we get to go after Joe Madison. Homeowners Association one, district attorney's office two, and the sheriff's department three. All right. Now can I add a possible fourth one? Correct me if I'm wrong. They ended up getting GoFundMe money. I mean, people contributed a, a substantial amount of money uh, to in the defense of these three men. Can you go after that money? Well, you certainly could. You can go after any assets that the Michaels Any assets that they have, okay. Yeah. The only problem, I think, Joe, is with their lawyer's fees, I would imagine they've already exhausted that GoFundMe, but we will look under every stone okay. because they... They, they, I mean, they lynched this young man. The yeah. last yeah. five minutes of Ahmad Arbery's life was god awful. I mean, yeah. he was running for his life on that video, and uh, can you, you can only imagine what Ahmad Arbery was thinking as he ran for his dear life. Finally, and I thank you so much for you know taking the time and 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 responding. Um, you are representing the teenager who was tackled by police at a mall in New Jersey. What are your plans for that case? Hey, Joe Mouse, I, I miss you so much, brother. It's so good to have you back to talk about these things uh, that need to be talked about in the world. Um, uh, Zakai Hussein, the young man, the young kid, he's not a man, 14 years old, that we see on that video, tackle knees put in his back like George Floyd when the white kid who was on top of him, who was older than him, who was the instigator, who was the bully, they set him down and didn't do anything to him. Even when he thought that the uh, policewoman was going to put handcuffs on him, she tapped him on the shoulder and told him he was free to go. And so when you think about that bias policing that we saw that black people had long talked about for years upon years that the police treat us differently where in that video and that mere 40 seconds you get to see with our own eyes what they do and how our children are presumed guilty and white children are presumed innocent and that's what leads to Ahmaud Arbery and a Trayvon Martin if it's swept under the rug and if uh, they literally uh, don't have any accountability. So on March 2nd, I know we're going up there, and we're going to be looking at filing a federal civil rights lawsuit in violation of the Fourth Amendment protections against unreasonable search and seizure. A lot of people are saying, Ben Crump, you're crazy. There's nothing wrong. He didn't get hurt. It was a misunderstanding. Well, these misunderstandings lead to our children being killed. And those officers, if they think this was good policing, then they need to be terminated. And they're right. We don't know what we're going to get out of the lawsuit. But I know we can't remain silent and just say yeah. that 
what happened on that video is acceptable because far too many times it turns into a Dante Wright. Yeah, it turns I, you into know, and, and you just shared something that I wasn't aware of. Maybe the local people were, in, you know, because the news doesn't get as equally as covered as it should. I was not aware that the one police officer told the older uh, instigator, the bully, you're free to go. We didn't hear that. We didn't hear that. You're free. You're free to go. So he could he could have actually got up and walked away. It it is so crazy, Joe, when you look at the video, the police experts tell me the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, they call me and they say, Attorney Crump, what she did was so inappropriate, she turned her back on a person who was aggressive. When she turned her back, he could have attacked her, he could have had a knife, he could have had anything, but she just said, this white kid, we just going to presume that he's innocent, completely yeah. innocent. And the black boy who was on the ground, no, no, no. Let's put knees in his back. Let's put handcuffs on him. All right. Keep us posted, Attorney Crump. I, I so thank you so much. And and once again, I say this sincerely, congratulations. Uh, and, and for folks out here, these are not easy cases. Um, and I know that, you know, the face of, and I'm so glad you mentioned your associates, your attorneys, and 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 by the way, the help you get. I mean, it's also refreshing to hear that other officers uh, would pick up the phone or communicate with you. And and I know all that helps uh, as you as you go after these folks and keep doing what you're doing and keep letting us know what we can do. Thank you, uh, uh, Attorney Crump. Appreciate it. Hey, Joe, it's so good to hear your voice, brother. I keep you in sharing in prayers, and thank you for your conviction because this voter rights matter oh, yeah. is the yeah. most consequential civil rights issue of our life. Yeah, if we can flip that Congress, and particularly the Senate, you know, we can revisit the George Floyd uh, yeah. thing. They, they, and that's why I tell folks these, the, you know, these, these, uh, this legislation isn't deal isn't dead because these. These bills can be reintroduced, and uh, and and we know where the votes are. So you keep doing what you're doing. We'll keep doing what we're doing. Thank you, Attorney Crump. Okay, Joe. I love you, Attorney. Right. You take care. Same to you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.